Mark, before we get into the spoofs and goofs of this week, I wanted to tell everyone out there that we're now on Spotify. Yes. So, you know, you've got you've got your SoundClouds. you got your... Our, it's Yes, we have our SoundCloud rap albums. That's right. So join our Patreon there. Listen to Mark's big diss track against, like, I don't know, the person who was kind of mean to him at the bank once, like a couple years ago. Yes. I thought <laughs> it's not actually even a bank teller. It's one of those automatic ATMs that they have where the teller booths used to be. Oh. And I, I thought it, I didn't like it farewell message oh it's a pretty good beat if you ask me yeah. but we're on we're on soundcloud itunes stitcher stitcher and now spotify so more ways to listen more ways to love more ways to win everybody <laughs> on with the episode hey no it's me It's me, Izzy! Never heard of it! Is this any way to treat a friendship of a lifetime? What friendship? Guess you're still sore because I tried to buy that bird act. I'm not sore about you trying to buy a bird act. I'm sore about you borrowing money from me to buy a bird act. It would have been a beautiful act, though. All we had to do was stand on a stage and watch the pigeons wave flags and ride bicycles. So what the hell happened? Well, the guy that was selling me the act left town. He took the birds, he took the flags and the bicycles. Are you here with Fancy Pat or is or with my dough? What kind of a pal do you think I am, Moe? Maybe I didn't come with the cash, but I came with the next best thing. I was reading the police gazette, and I think I found us a job. What kind of job? Prohibition agents. Feds. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. And I'm Mark. And you are listening to TV Movie Night. We're going. We're going. Yes, it's we're, happening. We're going. The it's show happening. show is starting. Mark, it, I, I, Get on the train. I, I'm running. I'm running with my big packages and my big suitcase, and I'm saying, Mark, I, don't leave. My hand is going towards the chain, and then... Yeah. <laughs> Mark, how has your week been? How is, how is your February going? Andrew, February is the greatest month of the year for me. Because it's the shortest... Yes. You only have 28 ni- 29, 29 days this year. here to think about your impending doom. To think about how sad and lonely I am. That yes. big asteroid just hurtling towards Earth, and you're like, uh, certainly you must whatever you want. Long, whatever, you're, whatever I got to do to make this happen. <laughs> it's like, it's a wonderful place to live, asteroid. You, I'm, should, I'm uh, telling you, the, you can yes. crash anywhere you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey! I'm telling this asteroid. Mass- Extinction. If you, if you lived here, I'd be dead by now. That's right. <laughs> You're building a big uh, wooden sign outside your apartment right yeah. now. Uh, but that's true for anyone passing by the apartment as well. If that if you, they live there, there you'd be they, dead by I'd now. I'd be dead right now. <laughs> Andrew, how how's your February? Oh my God, it's going great. It was Valentine's Day. Yes, the sweetest day of the year. Andrew and I celebrated Valentine's Day. That's right. Instead. We, we went, went. We went to brunch. Yeah, we and then we said, saw. We said, we said, no boys. Yeah, there's. It's only gals, us gals, and we got, we got some Long Island iced teas, mm-hmm. and we just, we just, just we got gabbed. back to basics. All right, we gabbed, we laughed, we we snuck a twelve pack of 
White Claws into a, um, I don't know, Harlequin epi- uh, screening. Yeah, that's got right. messed up. That's right. I was like, I wanted to see Birds of Prey. I don't want to see Harley <laughs> Quinn. And then you, you, see, you patiently explain for 90 minutes yes. that they changed the title of the film. Yes, she'll be here. She will be here. And I'm like, I don't like this. I only wanted to see the Birds of Prey. Where's... Huntress. The, the Deadshot. Deadshot isn't it? No, this isn't a. This, uh, I want to see Deadshot. You want to see? You want to see Killer Croc? Yeah, yeah. Bring him out here. Where's he at? In Fuego. Yeah, I want to see uh, Scarface. Sure. Uh, Ice Clockman. Clock, Clock King. Egghead. Yeah, yeah. King Tut. Yeah, all the all uh, the classics. All my favorite members of the Birds of Prey. <laughs> Mark, that movie is uh, not doing well. They changed the title of it because they were like, oh, no, people don't know what this movie is. People don't know what the Birds of Prey are? Yeah. Well, no one knew who Thor was before Thor was Thor. Am I right? But the movie was called Thor. Yeah. Colon Ragnarok. Yes. (laughs) People weren't like, it wasn't called like Ragnarok. Yeah, but no, the first Thor movie was called Thor. Yeah. This was called Birds of Prey. Yes, because it's about the Birds of Prey. Fantastical emancipation of Harley Quinn. Quinn. Yes. But then they were like, let's just call it Harley Quinn because people want to see Harley Quinn because apparently she's more popular than Batman now. I'm among some circles, I suppose. (laughs) I feel like everything is now Harley Quinn related as opposed to anything having to do with Batman. Is it? Well, I feel like 10 years ago it was all Joker stuff. And now it's like... We're just going to pour all our resources into doing Harley Quinn stuff, right? You say that because there's one movie where she's the no, central I'm character? No, I'm in the comic books as well. Oh. I feel like maybe. I feel like every time I read anything about DC, they're like, we're doing another Harley Quinn. This time she's um, an astronaut. She's got a car. <laughs> Think about that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you three bucks for it. Oh, sure. Okay, cool. And then you're reading, you're like, where's the fucking car? What is this? Like, yeah, the car's in the next one. Sorry. It's Sorry. Not... I, I got confused. It's like old Batman. It's like Silver Age Batman. Yeah. Or Silver Age uh, Superman comics where it's like it was all a dream. <laughs> That's right. Jimmy Olsen wasn't left out into the desert Wait. to die. <laughs> Superman didn't fall in love with the gorilla? Aw. <laughs> Bullshit. Lame. You ever see those, those old Silver Age like Jimmy yes. Olsen covers where it's like, Oh, no, my best pal Superman is going to let me die. <laughs> he just threw me off a fucking cliff. Yes. The the one where he's in the desert is great because Superman is just standing. And he's got a big picture of water. He's big, <laughs> no, he's not even laughing. He's like his bubble is like his do- speech bubble is. Sorry, buddy. But if I give you this water, the earth dies. <laughs> like, like, I feel like you can figure yourself out. Like, yeah, I feel like I, you can get us out of this pickle somehow. <laughs> Supposedly just sitting there gloating about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't just let me die then in peace. Go away, then. yeah, asshole. <laughs> Slug it back up. Oh, like, so oh, it's too cold. It's, it's too cold on my teeth. Oh, it pours it out. Minerally, I like it. Uh, well, that's that's good, Mark. Uh, the Oscars also happened. Yes. Uh, did it, how did your pickums go? Not well. No. No. Who'd you take? I know you took you you announced last week La La Land was going to be. Yeah. A, I, I unfortunately I didn't see them. I. I'm still trying to figure this out. So, yeah, the Dodgers mm-hmm. can lose one year and then win the next year. 
Yeah. You're telling me La La Land can't lose la- a couple of years ago and then have a have a re- have a three P. Are you trying to tell me that Parasite stole signs? I believe Parasite was stealing signs from La La Land. I, yes, there, I heard a trash can banging during that oh, entire movie. <laughs> they they know exactly when they're going to sing on the uh, freeway. On the freeway, yes. Oh, this this terror. They should take it away. They should take it away then. <laughs> yes, they shouldn't. Parasite shouldn't just come out and give us like a speech. It's like we're sorry. Okay, Everybody, goodbye. Right, we're gonna take this now. <laughs> I think we learned our lesson yeah. here. Okay, you'll never catch us again. Wink. You're like, are they, are they inviting us to try and catch them again? <laughs> uh, any any other big surprises? I know that you were you were you were mortified that Ford. Ford won and Ferrari, Ferrari didn't. did not. Big surprises from the night, I would say. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix coming out strong against cancel culture. I, I appreciated that yeah, take. Big, 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 yeah. Said big, some big others, energy there. Big said energy. some other stuff, I guess, but mainly, please don't cancel me. Mark, TV movie night. Yes. One of the most canceled. The only thing you can't stand against. It's, well, the only thing you can't support, really. <laughs> if, if anything. You know, it's a unifier across. It goes across the aisle. It does it. Yes. Joe Biden said first day in office. I'm going to say, guys, don't we all hate TV movie? And then everyone's going to applaud. And they're like, you should say it now because you need support. Yes. He says, no, no, no. I'm I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. TV movie night, your home and resource for made for TV movies. Mark, we're talking about the Oscars this month because the Oscars happened in the month of February. Yes. Did you know that? Yes. This year. Okay. Sometimes you, it's March. Sometimes it's March. Sometimes it's, like, it's as late as April. It's, it's like Easter, you know. Yeah, you know, it's an Advent calendar. Yeah. When is when is the Ash Wednesday of uh, of cinema? I would say that's the Golden Globes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So forty days from the Golden Globes, <laughs> you're not allowed to watch movies about fish on Fridays. Yes. So you're not allowed to watch movies lo- with fish. Oh. So a pagoda talking? cannot oh, be in any movie. God. Ever, uh, that Friday. You can't watch any Godfather films. Nope. Mark, uh, we are watching made-for-TV movies that are involving uh, Oscar winners. Yes. That's the big hook this month. Last week, we watched Do Not Fold, Spindle, or Mutilate with uh, Best Actress winner Helen Hayes, along with a... a Bevy of other starlets. Boozy, boozy broads. Yeah. This week, however, we are looking at the Best Actor category, and we watched Izzy and Moe. Yes. Starring... Jackie Gleason and, and Art Carney. Best actor winner, Art Carney. And we're going to talk about it at length in a segment I like to call, Well, What Do You Know? Mark, Izzy, and Moe. Yes. What do you know about Izzy and, and Moe? Mo. What do you know about Jackie Gleason and Art Carney. Uh, I mean, all I don't know a whole lot about either of these two, to be honest with you. No. I again, I mentioned it last week. Uh, uh, the main thing I knew was that Art Carney won for took took the Oscar for from Al Pacino for Godfather Part Two in 1974, I think. Maybe, yeah. And then as a result, Al Pacino wins. Doesn't win his Oscar until Scent of a Woman in 1990. Mm-hmm. Everybody argues that Denzel should have won for Malcolm X. Denzel ends up winning in 2001 for Training John Day. Q. Oh, it's this 
long line of like, well, we're going to give the make, Oscar to make this goods. person now. Yeah. Make goods. Right. It's this long <clears throat> career thing. Drives everybody crazy. Well. I know that Jackie Gleason and Art Carney were on the Honeymooners together. I don't yes. know if they had a relationship before or if they were just cast by, what was that, CBS? Yeah. To be like, I don't know, you two be together. Yeah. He's fat. You're thinner. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Go eh. hit your wife. Well, he only threatens to hit his wife. on ca- When the cameras are on. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, we can only... I mean... It was a different time. It was a different time. Folks, folks, when bang, zoom, right to the moon. moon. One of these days, Alice. One of these days. Uh, for But as for as much celebration as there was, I never actually saw them go on a honeymoon. No. Yeah. They were always... They always said that they were honeymooners. Well, maybe it's just that they're in the honeymoon phase of their relationship. Where you only threaten to beat Where your wife. Where you only threaten to beat each I other. I see. Yes. Okay. Well, Mark, Izzy and Moe premiered on CBS on September 23rd, 1985. Yes. 85. A wonderful year. This was written by Robert Boris, who has written a handful of other films, mm-hmm. including... The Dan Aykroyd vehicle, Dr. Detroit. I've never even heard of this movie. Is this thin Aykroyd or heavy Aykroyd? This is uh, thin mid-80s Aykroyd. He oh, plays, Coke Aykroyd. He plays a, college, a timid college professor that is conned into becoming a street pimp. <laughs> Man. Named Dr. Detroit. I can't tell you how many times I get conned into being a street pimp. Well, the thing is, Mark, is I always read, like, you always are pitching films to me. Yeah. And you always come up with, like... X occupation gets conned into becoming street pimp. And I always have to tell you this movie was already made. Right. And you don't believe me. But it's right here. Dr. Detroit. I can't see it. Yeah. I've never seen it, so it doesn't happen. This was directed by Jackie Cooper. Yes. Jackie Cooper is an actor mainly known for playing Perry White in the Superman films. Yes. The editor of the Daily Planet. Yes. I recognized him. Uh, and he also directed several TV series episodes such as Jake and the Fat Man. Of course. And Cagney and Lacey. Yes. He also directed a bunch of other TV made-for-TV movies that I saw that all looked kind of kind of bad. Yeah. D- uh, Double Daddy. Yes. <laughs> Double, no, there was one where it was... Double Mommy. There's one where it's like three guys... Triple Daddy. Yes. Three guys have to, like, get across town. And I was like, well... That's... That's it's fascinating. Fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. This is starring, as we said, Jackie Gleason from The Honeymooners and <coughs> most notably Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, known as The Great One. Yes. The Hustler. The Hustler, also correct. He plays Minnesota Fats. Correct. He would die two years after this movie aired in 1987. Just, uh, just like that gypsy said. That's right. She said, two years mm. from Izzy and Mo. <laughs> he says, I don't believe you. And, and away and he did, and, yeah, and he did, we and he go. Did a dance. He said, mm, that's good. Uh, uh, Curses. Forecasting. Ugh. Uh, Jackie Gleason, a huge, huge name in the 50s. You're gonna call him fat again. Well, I mean, huge. Just he was a big just fat, a gigantic, a big fat guy. Round name. Very well known in the TV world. The Honeymooners was perennial. Yes. If you want to talk the history, the the museum of sitcoms, that is it. 
Uh, there are episodes that are missing. Right. Because they didn't they, record they them. shot them live and they were just like, we're, we're just like, I don't know. We'll put them out play. there. People can watch them or not. I don't he give a, a shit. bus driver and he was married. He had a friend across the hall. Yes. Also, obviously, we've said it many times, it's the Flintstones, precursor of the Honeymooners. Yes. Such, such as it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's... That is that is what the set. If if you got it, you got you got honeymooners. You got I Love Lucy. Those yes. are the two big ones from the fifties that kind of set the standard for multi-camera sitcoms going forward. Right. And you watch you watch the fucking audience lose their mind watching all the honeymooners. They love episodes, it because they're just absolutely just blown away by these characters just being but thre- they're threatening to beat each other they were early it was the early days of television so they didn't quite understand what was happening they're like they they don't know that we're in their living room yeah and then the, the, the train comes right at the screen yeah, like they ah. all panic yeah um this also but that's not what this is that's not what this is no we're no not watching the honeymooners but this is because uh Starring Jackie Gleason and also starring Art Carney. So yeah. this was a big deal for CBS because it was reuniting two of their biggest stars that were on the network <laughs> from 30 years 30 prior years <laughs> for their final reunion. We wouldn't know it at the time, but their final reunion because Gleason would be dead in two years. Yes. Art Carney, star of The Honeymooners. He was also in uh, the Star Wars Christmas special. Yes, famously. Infamously. And he won uh, Best Actor... Academy Award in 1974 yes. for, do you know the film? Ford versus Ferrari. That's correct. Harry and Tonto plays an older fella. That. That's what the name of the movie is. He plays an older fellow who goes on a trip with his cat, Tonto. Oh, yes. I've, yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah. Here's who he beat out that year, as you were mentioning. Pacino. He beat out Al Pacino for The Godfather Part Two. He beat out Albert Finney for Murder on the Orient Express. Right. Equal Poirot. He beat out Dustin Hoffman for Lenny. He uh, says the C word a bunch in that movie because he's playing uh, Lenny Bruce. And he also beat out Jack Nicholson for Chinatown. A movie that no one remembers. Nobody remembers. No one ever talks about. It doesn't. It does. Jack Nicholson would win the next year for Fritzy's Honor. That's right. <laughs> Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but anger management. Oh, again, wow. make goods. But, but for somehow it was the TV version of yes. anger management, which was weird because I don't even think he was in it. He gives a very nice speech, but it's pretty apparent that I think the Academy was just like, we like our you're Carney. old and we like you. We like our Carney. I haven't seen Harry and Tonto, but I would have given it to the cat. I watched the trailer. By the guys that did Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. Oh. Yeah. Tra- they, those tra- trailers in the 70s stink. Yes, they're awful. They're terrible. There's a, the, the, on the Godfather DVDs, uh, they had the trailer for the Godfather, and it's like six and a half minutes long, and it's just still images from the movie, <laughs> and then people saying what's happening in the movie, and you're like, well, how is this supposed to get my ass in the seat, at least honestly? From, at least for the ones in the 50s and 60s, they actually like shot separate stuff. Yes. Like, Dean, he, Dean like Martin he, getting drunk and then trying to pitch you on this movie yes, that he's going to watch. Or like Hitchcock like, doing a little walk and talk through the set of Psycho and yes. that kind of thing. But instead, in the seventies, they just kind of like just slammed together scenes from the film and 
like put together music and yes it's this overly heavy-handed narrator that's like uh harry this, this godfather thing tonto's man. a cat you but... you're gonna think he's a person but he's not our carney's here Let's see what else you just hear like papers fumbling. Um, was, oh, oh, there's a, what is there's a Chinese menu in this oh, copy. Guys, guys please. Out. Oh, remind me to cut the. Oh, give me the crab rangoon. There is a coupon at the bottom. Save that, please. Save it. How much time? And then it just cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't. I don't think we really got into the the world of. In a world, so we, in, we didn't. In we the eighties, right? It's no, like Die Hard is one of the first ones, right? No, the 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 thing about Die Hard, Die Hard was one of the last of the old ways. Ah. If you watch the Die Hard trailer, they explain every single thing. Where they're like, John McClane is a fish out of water. Hans Gruber is yeah. a boss you, <laughs> you don't, don't want. <laughs> but then I love the throwback for toys. That's the one that I always remember from the nineties. Is that they Where, actually shot specific things for yes, the trailers in the nineties. Well, yes, for toys, all they had was like we have to trick people into thinking that this is a, this is a fun, fun romp lighthearted with movie. Robin Williams. So they're like, Robin Williams, go shit in the woods or you shit got in the it, tall boss. grass, and then tell people that this is going to be a fun movie because if they used an ounce of the footage we'd be like so it's about drone drone warfare it's, it's a it's an anti-war movie yeah this, this is it's, it's a bit weird isn't it i remember seeing that with my mother and they uh, they i that movie was insane because like they had like a video game based off yes. of it an actual like I don't. They, they were selling it as though is, it was is, yes. Aladdin. Yes, exactly. And it is not. It is not. It is like a staunch anti-war, anti-corporate movie. Yes. That is also crazy uh, with visuals. It's an insane movie. Yes. It's also not great. No, it's not good. But it's actually bad. It's bonkers. But it's visually assaultive in a way that like no one could have seen coming. Well, uh, Mark, before so, we... Let's get into toys. Okay, Andrew. all right, all right. So, so act I, I want to say one. he's like he's wearing sun. like a red hat. Yeah, he's wearing a bowler. There's like a there's a duck. There's a duck crossing. Yes, I do remember this. Uh, but they're like fake ducks. I think. I th- yeah, and then he's like in the toy shop, and then she's like a robot, right? Well, we don't find that out until later that Joan Cusack is she's his sister, but she's a robot. Yeah, and she falls in love with um, LL Cool, cool J. J. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Well, so what thanks, are we watching next? Thanks, week? everybody. Uh, Robin Williams won for Goodwill Hunting, right? Goodwill Hunting. I was going to say Saving Private Ryan, but <laughs> that's right. He's, <laughs> like, he's like, hey, well, you know, you got you to earn this. <laughs> it's my Robin Williams. Yeah. It's really it's, good. It's really solid. Mark, Izzy, and Moe, we're going to dive right in. Act one. Scene one. We get shots of the Roaring Twenties. Andrew, how can this movie respect itself? It just uses a bunch of clips from the Ken Burns Prohibition. <laughs> when really all you need is one newsie standing on the street corner saying, Extra, extra. Extra, extra. No more booze in the country. That's right. And then somebody walks by and says, Give me that. And then they go, Uh oh. And then they smash a bottle on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, you're expecting. <laughs> oh, yeah. The guy immediately is like, This. Uh, this hobo like street bum is just kind of walking around with a bottle of wine and he's like it's illegal now well all right and then pours and it and then out. he dumps it out and then the next scene we see him he's like hair's all slick back yeah he's got he's a wearing job. a suit no he doesn't he still doesn't have a job oh. but he's like he's very <laughs> he's prim and clean. proper 
Uh, we see shots of the Roaring Twenties. We see the shots of the Great Bambino. We Morphine see, it is, then. We see <laughs> Legal as air. Yeah. Uh, we see shots of Babe Ruth. We see shots of... Uh, of uh, Alcohol being crushed. Dancing. Oh. Um, the, the Charleston? The Jitterbug? Yeah, yeah. We see shots of... Um, I don't. I don't know. Racial segregation, redlining. Yeah. Well, you know the the, the twenty. What the twenties were known yes. for. Uh, we also see a scroll of text saying that the following work is about Isidore Einstein mm-hmm. and Morris Smith, who were supposedly real people. Yes. However, it does take. The, the movie takes pains to say this is the fictionalized version of these two guys. Yeah, the way that it phrases it in the in the lower third that pops up or whatever it is, the crawl, yeah. is strange because it's like this is a fictionalized account of real people and the fake stories that they really told. <laughs> Just so we're clear. So we're clear. Real people they say, probably lied they about say this. They say that these, peop- these two brought smiles to the lips of parched mouths everywhere in these United States. Yeah. It's a very weird way to put it. Izzy, who is played by Jackie Gleason. We cut to the next scene. He is uh, stomping down the street in a very Gleason-esque way. He's, yes. He's doing like a weird dance. He's got a he's got a bounce in his step. Can you Gleason it up for us, the he director says, asked. You got it. And then he punched his wife. And I was like, oh, uh, I didn't mean like, that. no, please. It's Now it's the 80s. I, spousal abuse is definitely not good now. It wasn't good then. It's definitely not good now. So he's he's wearing like a nice suit, but we're supposed to infer that it's outdated, even though I see a suit and I'm like, yeah, and the suit looks right to me. Jackie Gleason is uh, sauntering down the street and he knocks on the door of Moe's, who is played by Art Carney. Moe's is a, is a bar. Yeah. And uh, it appears to have been uh, boarded up by the uh, Prohibition yes. League. Michael Shannon came in and. He said, whipped he, himself. He whipped, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then drowned his partner in a lake. And he's, he's like, I'm going to get that Nucky. And I'm going to get that. Thompson I'm going to get mine. that Mo. Yeah. Mo's like, I, I, I'm just a bartender. I don't, Nucky's like a, it's like a big wheel. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. 800 miles away. <laughs> the law is the law. Izzy knocks on the door and Mo starts throwing rocks through his own window because he's mad at Izzy. For borrowing money from him for a vaudeville act, because the two of them are former vaudeville performers, yes. not necessarily stars, but they were going. They were to, on the stage. They were. They were on the circuit. They were. They were doing their they best. They were doing their their who's on Pass first. The hat. Yeah, they were, um, they were doing uh, the, stuff about dumb Dutchmen. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> we all remember Jackie Gleason's old dumb Dutchman routine. Yeah, it's classic. Uh, Moe's mad at him because he owes him money. Jackie Gleason says, "Well, I, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't have the, I don't have your money. I don't, I don't have your I don't money. Have your money? <laughs> I don't have your money. It's in the, it's, it's gone. It's, it's in the vaudeville's house." <laughs> he says he's got money in the form of a job that he saw in the uh, in the newspaper. Andrew, at this scene, <laughs> I I was starting to doze, but then when I heard someone say they had a job offer, I perked up. Yeah, and and I was like, said, oh, 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 okay. Oh, I, I, well, I, well uh, I have a I have a resume right here. Uh, they, uh, he says we can get jobs as prohibition agents. And then Mo throws a chair through the window yes. and tells Izzy to get lost. Now, Mark is a first scene. I guess this sets the stakes. It tells you exactly what you need to know. Yeah, it does the work. But like, 
there's it seems a bit weird that the first scene that we get of these two characters is he's it's it's it is very um honeymooners ask that it's like Norton I just saw yeah. on the radio that we can become big time stars on the on the stage all we got to do is 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 win this singing competition yes and then it just goes from there yeah. so in in this circumstance it's like Mo, we're gonna get a lot of money, <laughs> but all we gotta do is become prohibition, prohibition agents. <laughs> yeah, it's a little strange, but I think they're playing with like our expectations. If you tune in yeah. to see Jackie Gleason and Art Carney, you probably expect something that is honeymooners esque. Yeah, you want and so you, you, you kind of want goons. this. Yeah, yes. so you kind of want and this. This is they. This is delivery. what they have. Yes. Because you know, if you saw the trailer for this, you know exactly where this is sure, going. This is what's going to happen. Back at his house, Izzy deals with his battle axe of a mother-in-law. Okay, okay. Now this, this I like. This is what got me on board because uh, if if you want like to typify fifties humor, it's or twenties, tw- well twenties, well, but also like in the honeymooners esque range of yes. comedy. You know, it's we're not we're not doing social satire here. It's no. like. All right. Uh, what's funny? Uh, uh, mother-in-law. Uh, uh, mother-in-laws. Okay. Uh, like big, big get-rich-quick schemes and uh, guys wearing drag. Yes. Hilarious. Okay. So we got one. These We're, are the three tenets of humor. Yes. We, we all remember this. His battle axe of a mother-in-law uh, bothers him because he's, he's smoking a cigar in the house. And yes. she flushes it down the toilet. And, and she, she says. She says She gives him. him uh, all the character motivation we're going to need for the rest of this movie. He says that he's a bum. She notes that he's wearing a suit, but it's his old vaudeville suit. She, he's like, you're trying to look like a rich man, but you're about two steps away from being a bum, which yeah. you are, because you're a bum. And you live in America. And you're, you're you're two bad months away from being a completely homeless bum. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you are. Just like everybody else. Yeah, you trip, uh, fall off the curb wrong, and now uh, you're what? $500,000 in the hole. Yeah. We can't pay for Medicare. It doesn't matter, Mark. Let them keep their plans. All right? If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. That's right. And if you don't have a plan, I'm sorry. You're going to die. You're going to be in a pauper's grave. She wonders when he's going to get a job. Yeah. She says, did you get the job yet? Do you have a job yet? No. Do you have a job yet? No, Did I you don't. look for a job? Yes. Did you apply for a job? Sort of. Did you follow up and at, and call on the job you applied? That is that does nothing. Just go. That does nothing. Take your resume. So I'm supposed to write a little handwritten note yes. and be like, "Oh, it was f- so fun meeting you today." Take, like take, I'm a fucking just child. Go knock door to door. Take your resume. That's how I got my job. Sure, you did. I just walked right in and I said. Hire me for an auto plant, and they said okay. And then I worked there for fifty years, and now I have a fat pension and and health insurance till the rest of my life. Okay, that's how it works. All right, yeah, that's so, what you should do. Okay, so I'm gonna walk up the street right now to Universal. Correct. And I'm gonna go stage to stage and be like, "Hello, sir. What do you need? Someone to press a button? Yeah, gonna hire me? Yes. It, it, if you had the gumption, they would. Oh yeah, that's that's right. I'm not bootstrapping enough, mom." His daughters, which I thought this was a bit of a joke, that like more and more daughters just kept appearing in his house. Yeah, I thought that was. I I was a little confused because I was like, are these all his kids or are they neighbors? Are they, yeah, like, are these uh, just well wishers that are in this tenant house? Uh, no, he has like seventeen kids and they're God. all daughters. <laughs> Say, uh, 
Is this a what are friends for situation? Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This weirdo just keeps showing up. It's like, that's my cat now. So uh, his, all of his daughters are like, you're not a bum daddy, but you, but you are broke. I'm curious when you're going to get a job. And also uh, the boys, they're talking. Boys all of a sudden. (laughs) Well, because one of the women, uh, one of the daughters is like, I went on a date with a dentist who asked me, what, what my, my what my dad did, and she's like, I had to say for two hours that he didn't do anything, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what a terrible date. Just imagine you go on a date, and then someone's like, what did your dad do? I want to know everything about you. Oh well, I want to know I'm, what makes you happy, yeah. what makes you pleased. But first, mm-hmm. what's your dad do? Uh, I mean, he's um, you know, he's in between jobs right now. He was in vaudeville. Waitress, check. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Izzy promises his family that he'll get a job today. But his mother-in-law says the day that he makes something of himself, she will light his cigar in the Macy's window. Is this a burn? Is this a thing? Is this like a, was this on a little Abner that like... (laughs) Little Orphan Annie was like the day you, the day, the day that dog... Um, picks up its own shit. I'll yeah, I'll light your cigar in Macy's window. Yeah. yeah, she she yeah she said she always said leaping lizards, and then she always said, "I'll light your cigar in Macy's window." <laughs> oh. Daddy, daddy, what is it? Daddy Arbuckle. Warbucks. Daddy Warbucks. Yeah, 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 da- da- yeah Daddy Ar- Arbuckle. <laughs> he he uh, he played Minnesota Fats, <laughs> and then he later played Daddy Arbuckle. <laughs> At the prohibition office, he's like he's like um, he's like Garfield's like in a in an alternate universe. Like if John was John, cool, John, no, he's John's grandpa. Okay. He shows up all the time. He's like Daddy Arbuckle. I gotta clean up my house. Daddy Arbuckle's coming over, and Daddy Arbuckle is also accused of like killing a woman by falling on them. Well, he also drank. Uh, <laughs> also drank uh, dog dog semen. That's why he was blackballed yes. from film. <laughs> Man, if they did that to everyone who was in the tens, <laughs> they'd have no film. <laughs> That's stupid. At the prohibition office, Lieutenant Murphy is interviewing Izzy, but he thinks he's too old for the job of prohibition agent. Yes. Izzy gives a big speech about being an American. And how he loves America. He came here when he was 10 There's years like old. Drum and fife. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're meant to think that this is silly and fun. That this is some big sweeping speech. And then Lieutenant Murphy says, and what's the real reason you're asking for a job? He says, I'm dead ass broke. I'm fucking broke. The lieutenant keeps pestering his secretary about other applicants. And he's like, we got anyone else? We got anyone else? No. We got anyone else? No. <clears throat> also... He keeps leaving his intercom open. Yes. That the secretary keeps hearing the conversation in the other room. Remember this. Remember this. Remember this. This is going to be a thing. Remember me? Izzy says he's good because nobody would suspect him. He's like, I'm older. And I'm, I'm fat, fat. And no one suspects. And I'm out of shape. <laughs> the old fat guy. And I'm poor. And I've got probably a side drinking issue. Yes. And I probably won't show up on time. So, you know. I'm not. I'm not your. I'm not your conventional agent in that I'm not competent, kind of dumb, and don't care about the job. Well, that's actually most of my agents. Uh, so you're hired. Yay! 
the lieutenant finally relents and says he hates he hates the job that he currently has. He's like, I hate this job because I'm enforcing a law that nobody likes. Right. But we have to do it because it's the law. I am the law. You've been judged. Yes. Izzy has uh, Izzy says I've got just the guy to be my partner. Right. So he goes back to Mo and he tells Mo I don't have your money at his bar. Yes, he says I don't have your money. But I got this job, and you get to be my partner. <laughs> he pulls him aside. We're partners. <laughs> I'm here because well, I bet on I, prohibition last I night. I bet on a winner of an amendment. <laughs> he goes to Mo, and he says, we can be prohibition agents, and then we can be crooked or something and probably steal off the top yeah. and just absolutely make billions. Mo doesn't want this, and Izzy says, fine. And he turns to leave. He says, but can I shake your hand? Mo says, well, Mo's been drinking this whole time. Yes. Mo says, I guess so. He shakes his hand, but then Mo or Izzy puts on a pair of handcuffs, and he yeah. says, well, you know, drinking's against the law now. So you're under arrest. Basically, he gets him to go into this job by blackmailing him and threatening to arrest him unless yes. he takes the job. Yes. You know. It, Which. Here's the thing, Mark. If you and I were cops. Mm-hmm. You know we would do exactly the same thing and bully people into doing what oh, we wanted to do. I thought you were saying we would arrest each other constantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, I believe you will pick me up from the airport because you were drunk on the job again. But I wasn't drunk on the job. Oh, I'll remember s- that Coke I gave you? Oh. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> it is the taste of a new generation. God damn. All right, I'll take another Coke. <laughs> But Mo also says, I'm only going to do this for like a month. All right. A month. <laughs> all right. You know, you only got me for one month. And then I'm going back to drinking. We then cut to a boat party and the cops show up along with a man named Vanderhoff. Who yes. Loudly announces himself to be the Dutchman. Presumably Pass based. The Dutchman on the left hand side now. <laughs> the dumb Dutchman. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. Ah, it all okay. ties together. Jackie Gleason wanted to also play this part. Yes. He uh, was going to be Izzy and, and Mo. Smokey and is the bandit. The Dutchman. Andrew, presumably this character is based on Dutch Schultz, one of the most dangerous and notorious prohibition era. No, this is Vanderhof, uh, and it's he's the Dutchman. Sure. He's got, all right. he's got yeah. a bunch of painting he's, supplies. Yeah, he's completely original. <laughs> he Vanderhof, the Dutchman, is a booze runner. He says he controls the booze on the East Coast because the boat is uh, is harbored and presumably it was coming from Canada. And they got a bunch filled of up, filled with a bunch of whiskey, whiskey on them. So then he gets one of his men to shoot a guy. Yeah, he shot a guy. Shot a guy. At the police station the next morning, the lieutenant briefs his staff about the Dutchman. He says, "Here's what he uses: guns, grenades. He flies, but he's also a boat." Yeah, he's a he's like a vampire. I think he's Something got like, like a that. blacked out plane. We can't find any of his airports. Yeah, I don't know. Dangerous. We got this press guy. He's looking for him. He's this crazy, weird newspaper guy. He's shouting from his airplane. They say they're gonna go knock over the over Dutch's private speakeasy. Yeah, get the message to him. But Izzy and Mo, he wants them to stay behind because they're old and fat and probably can't do anything. Man, and the phones, losers. They also smell like bourbon. <laughs> you're clear. You can't arrest people when you're clearly drunk. Yeah, who says? I'm gonna arrest anybody I want. I'll tell you. Then he arrests Mo again. Yeah, this is good. This is a good this movie. Is, yeah, Izzy wants action. For some reason, I don't understand. He this. wants to he's get shot. Like, he wants to. Sh- he wants to murder a man. He's like, oh, you think that's? He's what like, it- I've been pretending to murder people on the stage for years, 
Now I want the real thing. No, I think he just wants a fat pension. I think he wants oh, to take a bullet in wants, the arm. And then just go and just sit somewhere. So he's going to wa- wander off and shoot himself in the leg. Pro- that's probably like, his plan. A- accidentally, like, really hit one of his, uh, like, major arteries yeah, and bleed, bleed out. out to death. No, I think he probably wanted them to take Izzy so that he could be alone and shoot himself in the foot. <laughs> and then be like, oh, the Dutchman came in here and shot me and then laughed and then left. But he said I was too much of a man to get killed. He also wrote the the, his, uh, the D on my forehead, but it's backwards because yeah, she wrote, Dutchman. It, wrote it in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, the lieutenant says he wants proof because he's like, you two old fucks can't do, can't find your ass with two hands. Let's go to the firing range and fire some guns. Let's see. Yeah, that'll show us. And we're like, well, aren't we supposed to go knock over the speakeasy and no, man, no, we gotta All go, right. we gotta go shoot some guns. Fine. Down in the uh, police firing range. They fire some guns and uh, they give Izzy a big old rifle and they say, "Here you go, fat man. Fat try lizards. this." Izzy, however, uh, ten shots confirm kills. Yeah. He's, he's like, "This is why I wear these long sleeve sweaters because uh, I was a sniper in Vietnam." <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he mentions that he was a sharpshooter in part in the, of his vaudeville part of the act. Vaudeville act. And uh, they're like, "Holy God, he's he's a killer." He's, yeah, he's. He's Barry, That basically. boy's got the devil in him. But Mo, however, says he loves guns but hates bullets. And they said, well, what? Wait, I thought you well, guys had a you... sharpshooter act. And he says, I was I the one with the apple on the my apple head. apple on my head. Praying that he would miss just once. Just one. I would sometimes lean into it, and just, he would, he would I, know. I'd and... jump at the last second. <laughs> they arrive at the speakeasy and bash down the door, but there's no booze. There's just a bunch of upstanding people reading periodicals, uh, Harper's Bazaar. Yes, uh, a New Yorker. There's yeah. an Atlantic in there. Very good. Very fun stuff. The Believer. McCoy, who is another agent, gives Dutch a bit of hassle and elbows him in the stomach and says, yeah. keep your nose clean. We'll find the booze. And then the police leave. But... Dutch says, all right, did I tell you or what? I knew he'd be here at three o'clock. Exactly. He knew exactly when the raid was going to happen. And then it says, all right, now it's party time. All this booze starts flowing. They flip over a bunch of tables. There's roulette wheels. Yes. There's hidden closets. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. That's how uh, my house is built. Andrew, I watching this, I was started to wonder. I was like, was this a real thing? Did this ever actually happen? that That like they would hide roulette wheels under tables and stuff yeah or is this just born out of movies of that time period I, I i'm curious if think i i i wouldn't i would be surprised if if they this is just a thing that was invented i i'm pretty sure that there were probably hidden stills and fake walls and and stuff yes, like that to probably. hide booze probably to hide booze but like to hide the club in plain sight seems surprising like that seems weird to me well it's also weird to me that they the police go up there and they're like we're it's a raid and then they kind of look around they're like there's nothing here and then they leave as opposed to like i don't know searching knock on somebody yeah like look under the tables like it's this plain sight search that they just kind of give a glance they're like ah they could have literally just hidden it under a blanket and well, just yes. been like, okay, well, well, they can't do anything. It, it is a film convention that people can't smell things until you can see them on camera. Mm-hmm. So, But, like, if you've ever walked into a bar, you're like, oh, it smells like booze in here. Even yeah. if it's, like, a clean, well-ventilated place, you're like, oh, people are drinking here. Mm-hmm. 
in this setting, like, you would presumably, the cops would go in and say, everybody here is drunk. I can smell it. Yeah. I can't find it. And they but say, I know well, it's here. They should say, then you got a nose problem. He said, well, keep your nose clean. Oh, see? That's, see? see that's, that's good. All right. Okay. Hang on. I'm writing right. this down. So uh, Dutch also says that nobody is allowed to touch him again or someone's going to die. You know, Dutch is, he's basically. Um, Dutch Schultz. No, he's. uh, uh, uh What's his name? The guy from uh, Johnny, Johnny Dangerously. Dangerously. Yes. Yeah. My <laughs> my mother touched me once. 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 My father hung me up on a hook once. 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 My mother punched me in the balls once. 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 Joe Piscopo is the name I was looking for. Outside of Dutch's place a, cu- a little later, Izzy and Mo look for a way to get inside because they're like somebody. They're pretty confident somebody tipped off Dutch. Yes. Before they arrive for the big raid. They look across the street and see a bunch of people playing baseball. Yes. You, you, you get a, America's Mark, pastime. Mark, you got, a, you, you got a baseball team, don't you? I could get one together, yeah. All right, all right. You got players on this baseball team? <laughs> yes. These players got names, don't they? Yes. Okay, well, who's on first? Precisely. That's what I'm asking you. Who's on first? Yes, you got it. And then so on and so forth. And then they just do that for the rest of for the, the, rest rest of the, of the movie. movie. This yeah. is good. This is good. I'm curious. I'm, I'm wondering why Abbott and Costello, they never were in a film that did that. That like they just took who's on first and, and we're they're like, like, we're going to the build screwiest a, baseball team in the league. We're going to build a whole thing around it. Who yes. says that they didn't? I don't think. Have I, you seen every Abbott and Costello? I mean, I, I guess I haven't seen every Abbott and Costello film, but most of them just involve them running into Frankenstein. <laughs> they made a bunch of movies before they yeah. started running into Universal Monsters. Yeah, there's one where he lays on the floor and he's like, I'm, I'm not doing bad this again. <laughs> I got bad knees. I can't lay on the floor. <laughs> it doesn't matter if there's a camera problem. Fucking print it. Yeah. There's nothing to print. <laughs> They okay. put together a baseball team. So they go back to the... Yes, they got players on that baseball team. Yes, they organize a baseball team. They go all the way to the World Series. Yes. Uh, about p- halfway through the movie, I text Andrew and say, wasn't this about Prohibition or something? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, but they're up against the Red Sox. Yeah, and they're going to take them down. I, I put 20 large on this one, Mark. <laughs> oh, no, Andrew. Don't fuck me on this. <laughs> No, they um they go back to the police station and they say I need police uni- I need uh baseball uniforms and they basically disguise themselves as a baseball team, knock on the door, con their way past the doorman, go upstairs, get booze, and then arrest everyone in the speakeasy. Yes, Art Carney sings a delightful little song while he arrests everybody. He says, "Give me your guns. I'm a nun. I've got the runs." <laughs> uh. Um, but, but I check out these buns. I know a guy in a band. He let me pee on his hand. <laughs> I'm working on it. All I right. Got a colorful limerick here. <laughs> Ladies, uh, you might want to plug your ears. All right. So I'll just get started. <laughs> Nantucket's a very popular place. Uh, yes. And so they arrest everyone at the speakeasy, uh, outside after this. So then they've also arrested the Dutchman. Yes. The lieutenant is impressed. He says, even though the Dutchman's just going to get out in like a, like a day or so, I'm you impressed shook up. what you've done. The, then Izzy and Mo are like, okay, well, what we want to be able to do is we want to be able to, <laughs> we want to be a one man, rec- two man yes, murder crew. That's the thing. They want to be want able to no get oversight off from the, the government. books 
they want to have a freelance duo where they get to go and run their own operations whatever without the fuck they oversight. Want. <laughs> they want to be paid under the they table. They basically want Rat Patrol. They yes. Just want <laughs> we want you to disavow any knowledge of us, but keep paying us. Yeah, you keep paying us. You put it through a shell company. If we get caught, we are not part of the police department. We can murder everyone we want. We, yes. But what would what would have been great would have been if they like go through all of this, convince him... And then we cut to a solid, like, six weeks of them just playing cards and cashing checks <laughs> and being like, oh, yeah, we're working on some of the big chief. And then they just hang up. No, they so the, the lieutenant's like, all right, looks like I got two provision two agents working freelance. freelance. And it's like they've only been on the job for, like, a week. They got they one managed, thing they right. They managed to do this correctly. And now, Mark, imagine if we had that pot. Like, we're at work, right? Yes. And we shot. So it's already a fantasy land. You and I we have shot jobs. A, we shot a really good scene in yeah. the first week. And our boss, the executive producer, was like, that was a great scene, boys. And we said, all right. Here's well, the thing. here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna you're gonna portion off part of the budget. We're gonna be able to shoot our own thing. It might take two weeks. It might take two decades, but we're gonna shoot it. It's gonna be great. You're not gonna see a cut. You're not gonna see anything. But you're gonna keep cashing them. No checks. notes. No notes. It's just gonna go right to distribution. And it airs as is. And then the executive producer leaned back to the chair. He's like, "All right, I guess like I, I got, got <laughs> two <laughs> freelance." And we just producers yeah, on my just team shoot just garbage for two it's like, years. Yeah, it's videos of like we go to Disneyland and film people smoking. We're <laughs> <laughs> like, it's good. This is gonna be good. <laughs> Donny Osmond's here, everybody. But they celebrate now. They're freelance, apparently. Act two. It's not as good because they're gonna ten ninety nine you. You got to put that money aside. Yeah, right? you can't. It, they're not gonna take taxes out. You're you're gonna think it's a lot of money, but it's not because you got to fit. You got to. Factor that in. And it's quarterly. You got to there's quarterly. a worksheet. There's a worksheet that you need to figure out. Izzy, uh, act two, Izzy dresses up like a Navy man, and the mother-in-law is excited, thinking that Izzy's joined the Navy. Yes. And he's like, no. I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Think about it, man. Uh-huh. No. Izzy and Mo go to another bar and pretend to be Navy men. They bluff their way past Even the door, they're man. they're both old. Bluff their way past the door, man. And they're like, now you got arrested because we weren't Navy men. We were police officers. Yes. So they do the exact same thing that they did before. This part of the movie really annoys me because they do the same gag three times, but in different costumes. Yeah. And they play out the entire scene. Yes. Like, if you're going to do this, you should chop it, it should, down it, what it should faster be. and faster yes. and faster. Yes. What it should be is <clears throat> knock, knock. We see it from the POV of the doorman. Door slides open. And it's like... It, more increasingly stupider costumes. Yes, a traveling circus. And it's like, we need a drink. My, the, my dancing monkey here is, yes. is, is part. I was, one of them should be a goat that drinks beer. Yeah, and then knock, knock, and then another door slides out. That's what it is. Yes. They should just put that in a montage instead. We're, we're moon men who found out about your <laughs> Earth's elixir. Well, all right. Well, who could say no to it some says, moon men? I've seen this one. This one's a rerun. Um, Andrew, What's a rerun? That's what they're watching. Yes, I know. Andrew, this is important. Okay. The guy that plays the doorman when they're dressed up as a... Navy man. Navy man. Mm-hmm. Actor from Deadwood. Con oh. Stapleton. I recognized him immediately. Okay. Was he in the movie? Yes. Okay. And playing a doorman? No. Oh, okay. I think he says uh, cocksucker. 
Oh, I think I, maybe who doesn't in that in that everybody okay every person says it at least once at a big swinging party Izzy and Mo pretend to be ri- big rich Texans not to be confused with big rich Texas or big and big rich, and rich. <laughs> um yes they're or no they're from Oklahoma oh you're right they're yes. like uh, you surely you don't have better booze than we do in Oklahoma what <laughs> but the Moe's doing like a main accent because he's never met someone from yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, it's it's very odd. Because he's speaking Spanish. They're like, well, you say you're from Oklahoma and you got big hats. So they do the exact same gag and they start going around, but they run into, they see a woman named Dallas Carter. Yes. Who uh, is the MC at this big party and Moe is smitten. Does Dallas Carter sound like it's either a, a weather person or like the general manager for a basketball team? Probably a weather person, but okay. I think you're thinking of Dallas Reigns. Yes, I am. Okay. Mo is smitten because his wife is dead. And he mentions this like seven times. He's like, my wife's dead. She's dead. She's dead and that other woman's alive and hot. Yeah. So he's smitten, but they manage to con their way into a back bar and arrest everyone there and yes. do the exact same gag. Yes. But it turns out that this is the district attorney's bar and they managed to arrest the New York district attorney. Right. They cut. We cut to the next scene where the lieutenant is giving him the business. He's, and he's mad like, at them. He said, how, you can't do this. How could I have seen that letting these two untrained the yahoos just go and arrest anyone because they have a big power trip and a box full of costumes? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> They've I mean, killed 17 people. How, did, how could this have come back on me? Yeah. So he wants to fire them, but gets a call from the mayor who turns out is very supportive of this action and loves the gumption of this police department. And then they say, Izzy and Moe should be commended. So they don't get fired. Moe looks at a store window with Dallas Carter in it. She's apparently like a singer. She's got a yes. bunch of records in the, in the window. Moe laments that he's lonely and sees a lot of his wife in Dallas and that she's alive and a woman, <laughs> I guess. And uh, doesn't seem to care very much about him, just uh, like yeah, his yeah, wife hey, did. Hey, this guy gets it. He's like, no, man, man this is, she was, you've been joking this about this for right. years. I don't feel right. Uh, Why did you tell that same joke at her eulogy? <laughs> Later, Izzy talks to his wife, and she suggests that they have Dallas and Mo over for dinner. For some reason. Which is weird because she's like she's got like records and stuff, and she's like a famous also she knows singer. It'd be I like mean, it'd be like Oh, Mark, you really like that Carly Rae Jepsen. We should have her. her over, and you guys can like maybe hit it off or something. Can we invite her on a Friday? Uh did she? Was that, that wasn't her? her. <laughs> you thinking of Rebecca Black? Uh, uh, it should be fine. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is a bit weird, but I guess they've got a little juice because they're like big. They could just threaten to they're arrest like, her. I'll just arrest you yeah. again. <laughs> the way to any woman's heart. Just be a cop and tell her you're going to arrest her and shoot her in the leg. She's like, she's like, it's like you, either you can spend the night in the, in, the, in the fucking clink or... I can spend the night in you. Oh, my God, Mark. Huh? Jesus. Huh? You like that? I don't like this. <laughs> cut, cut this. Izzy tells his wife that she is sexy, and his wife says that he's proud. she's proud of him. Right. It's beautiful. It's very he beautiful. He says you're as beautiful. I love you more than the day I married you. That's right. That's sweet. Back in the 1950s when yeah. we lived in that one one bedroom <laughs> that one apartment bed, yes. in the dingy one bed. We were across the way from it, some fucking dirtbag and his wife. And for some reason, like some horrible 
Someone tried to blow up the moon or something, and my face was in it. <laughs> oh, driving that! I I wish I could go back to driving that, that bus. bus. Yeah, those were the days. Back at Dallas's club, she talks with the crowd about uh, drinking or something, and then Izzy and Mo are now blending in as waiters. Yes, and they. Uh, attempt to arrest Dallas because they're like, we're wearing the funny costumes. Now we get to arrest you. <laughs> that's like, that's their trick. They could never arrest someone just wearing a suit. Like, that's part of their deal. They're right. Like, have no. to be wearing a funny costume. Be, I have to have, at least let me have a wig. They go back to Dallas as well. If you're going to arrest me, at least let me change. And so she goes back with them to her dressing room where she changes, but she flirts with Mo the entire time. Yes. Uh, but then they do arrest her, but then we cut to the Back to the lieutenant, who gives them a very big dressing down, saying Dallas Carter had a lot more connections than the stupid Even DA. The DA. So I'm I'm reining you guys in. You guys are no longer off the chain. You can't be rat patrol anymore. You have to. You only can murder 15 a week. All right. And none of this. None of this 15 plus. Right. So and they're like, oh. So he says, we need to do things by the book. He needs to have, we need to be, and I don't want any of this funny stuff, nonsense, Izzy and Mo shenanigans. I want decorum, all right? We're goddamn police officers. I'm tired of one of you dressing up like a couch and saying, my couch needs a drink. It doesn't even make sense, but it seems to get results. Yeah, now you're just you're just arresting people who have like uh, prescriptions for like mouthwash. <laughs> just anybody you 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 said you're gonna take down the Catholic Church because they have wine in there. Ugh, you guys, you can't do that. And, and for some reason, you were dressed up like a like a Christmas tree. It's it's March. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why this keeps working. And he's like, the budget for your costumes is also. <laughs> Twice, skyrocketing. twice the amount of, of payroll. Like, I, I can't afford all this stuff. Why did you need to put on a full-fledged production of My Fair Lady to arrest three people who had a single bottle of single malt scotch? I'm glad you asked that question. And in order to answer it, Mo here has dressed as a car <laughs> that runs on alcohol. Oh, okay. Now I have to open my bank vault. (laughs) So he says decorum, but I've got another case for you. You need to go to upstate New York. There's a sheriff up there who's basically the mayor, the justice of the peace. He runs the whole town. He's also running booze up there. Go up there, bust him. Do it right. And arrest him, but do it with decorum. We then cut cut to a car pulling up in upstate New York. Izzy and Mo get out, but Mo, get this, Mark. (laughs) He's dressed like a cop, right? No, man. <laughs> like a like a like a normal cop? No. Like an FBI agent. They're different. No, man. Uh, okay. This is gonna be a while. All right, wait. Hold you're gonna want to prepare yourself. Alright, I'm getting ready. Gets out of the car. He's dressed like a lady, man. <laughs> what? He's got a dress on. <laughs> Who comes up with this? He's a man. Whoever was... He's a man dressed like a what? The person the person who wrote this must have been drinking themselves. Oh, like. I bet. Yeah. You know they like to have crazy ideas. <sighs> oh, buddy. So, mother-in-law, check. Yes. Get rich quick schemes, check. check. Man in drag, check. check. All right. Done. End movie. All right. <laughs> 
Iris in. We're done. The two convince the sheriff to help them renew their vows. Yes. They're pretending to be a married couple who are renewing their vows. No. Sh- yeah. No, they're getting married for the first time. Well, I mean, in see, 3D. We're, we're seeing exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if, you, if you haven't seen us get married, it's new to you. All right. Well, apparently they're how, they're getting married for the first time in stunning 3D. Yes. And uh, they get the sheriff to give them their vows. And then he says, okay, well, kiss your bride. What? They're not going to kiss. Well, Mark, that's a man and a woman, isn't it? It's a man and a man. What? They're going to kiss? That's a person wearing women's clothes, though. But but it's a man in women's <laughs> clothes. <laughs> what? Ah. <laughs> <sighs> So uh, Izzy gives Mo a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. It's very funny. They then also, the best part about all of this is every single time, it appears that the people uh, who have all this booze don't suffer from, you know, uh, uh, avarice or, you know. They're, <laughs> they're always having to just give booze away. <laughs> well, that's the thing is is the the real crime that they're committing is the is the crime of pride. Yes. Because it doesn't matter what situation it is, if they start talking about booze, the person who's running the booze is more than happy to show off their incredibly illegal secret operation that they have with yeah. all of this booze. So the sheriff sh- says they say, they say, "Well, I'm mighty parched now that you married us. We should let's get some booze." Celebrate with a drink. And he says, "Look at all this." And so he shows off a bunch of cases of booze and then they say, "Now you're under arrest. I'm I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a dress." Right. Don't tell anyone. This is my thing. At dinner, Dallas has shown up even though it's they a are family dinner. Her. They arrested her, but I mean, I guess you got to be good with the Prohibition boys. If you could string one along, I, you know, I guess that's you could smart. Keep your place open longer. Dallas surprises the table when she starts talking about her tips for making matzo ball soup. Yes, she's got a very thick Southern accent, but she tells the mother-in-law, who's Jewish, how to have uh, how to have fluffier matzo ball soup by using delicious. seltzer. Yes, um, and she also. Kugel. Yeah, she also then dish. performs uh, a Hebrew prayer. Yes. And Arukatan. Very impressed. Asfala. Act three, Izzy gets a tip that the Dutchman has a shipment coming into the docks, and he tells the lieutenant, who gives him Harris, agents Harrison McCoy to go check it out. Yes. So they head down to the docks, and McCoy tells Izzy, he says, I don't like you. I don't like your jerk-off face. And I don't like you, jerk-off. Uh, McCoy tells Izzy that he never trusted him or never liked him, but they decide to start searching the docks. Right. While they're searching for this booze shipment, Mo tells... Andrew, this is also how you and I start most of our work days, right? Telling just, each other we don't like each other. No, we go up to anybody that we're working oh, with. Like, I don't never, trust you. I don't like, I don't like you. you. You're a fucking prick. All right. Now I'll, let's, I'll, I'll see you out there. Now let's, <laughs> let's serve up these Subway sandwiches. <laughs> I don't think you're a fucking artist at all, all right? You're a hack. You're a Subway sandwich hack. I'm a I'm a working man, all right? I'm a blue-collar Subway artist. While searching Mo... Not living up in my ivory tower like you. Yeah, you you, you don't let the fame I'm, go to your head, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm down here in the streets every day. I'm working freelance Subway, all right? <laughs> now, what do you want? I'm off the books, all right? Tuna I'm, salad. Oh, God. You, 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 can stick, you can stick to the books making 6 and 12 inch. I'm out here making 18, oh 24, 36 inch sandwiches. Sure you are. All right. I'm doing avant-garde stuff. <laughs> I made a sandwich without bread yesterday. <laughs> it's 
Think about that. That I blow your fucking mind. Mo tells Izzy that he wants out of policing. He says, I, I'm dating this Dallas girl now. I, I think this is going to be it for me. Dutchman's men get the drop on the on the four of them and manage to shoot Harris right in the fucking face. Yeah, kill him. Kill him dead. Mo also gets clipped in the arm, and he tells Izzy again. He's like, no, oh, they're I'm shooting retired. at me. I got to fucking quit. At the hospital, Mo is fine. He's just he just got he got he got uh, got clipped Winged. a little bit. It's fine. You'll get a medal. But he tells Izzy that he wants out again. The press filter into the uh, ER to ask Mo about quitting, which he admits. But then they also find out that Agent Harris died on the operating table. Yes. This gives Mo a change of heart. He says Agent Harris was a good agent, even though we just met him in the movie and he seemed like an asshole and he took a bullet to the face and mo says i prefer heroes who weren't captured oh he said he's the best agent provided your rubric is how good are they at getting shot in the face if that's the case he was the best best. (laughs) he was too pure he uh, he starts reciting izzy's speech about being an american then he has to repay the debt that he owes to being an american he says he knows the law is bullshit, but the law is the law. I am the law. And as you have been judged. Yes. And then he arrests everyone. Everybody. In the room. He says, let's he have says, a. Let's there's have. rubbing alcohol in this building right now. Everybody's going to jail. He says, let's have a quick drink in memory of our fallen Agent Harris. Everybody takes out their booze. hip flask. Agent Harris walks in. It was all a scam. Oh, my God. He's like, I wasn't dead at all. And it wasn't even Mo. Mo is dressed as like a gurney or something. Yes, <laughs> it's very uh, it's very realistic animatronic that they've built <laughs> to arrest twenty journalists. 20, yeah, poor journalists that were singing their praises for the past six months. Uh, he says that he has a debt to stop. He needs to stop the mobsters that are running this booze. Right, yes. they're getting fat off this law. Demon booze. Mo and Izzy then push Dallas to give them info on Dutchman's big shipment coming in. And she's like, no, I can't do that. All right, I can. It's at the docks. All right, fine. Mo and Izzy pretend to be bums and then sneak in and steal the truck that has the shipment of booze on it. And there's a crazy Crazy car chase. Oh, it's so much fun. Big, big 1920s cars just rumbling through the back alley at CBS Radford, I guess. Bullets are being fired. It's great. Uh, I think they crash into a fruit cart, don't they? They crash into the New York Police Department's impound lot. Oh, that's to right. End the chase. <laughs> and they're like uh, making a delivery. Yeah. So they uh, they manage to steal Dutchman's big big booze. The Dutchman is livid about about this and is furious that someone tipped the police. Meanwhile, Agent McCoy talks to the lieutenant about Izzy and Moe, saying he never trusted them, but when he was out there, they actually did some good police work. Yeah. The lieutenant. Uh, asks his secretary for coffee but it's it's gonna be a long night three in the morning there's no there's no secretary out there the the phone rings and the lieutenant says it's his wife so mccoy leaves but it turns out it's not the wife and Mm. remember that thing about the intercom Mm, think about this it's the dutch man on the line yes calling up lieutenant the lieutenant to say, hey, what the fuck, man? You're my, you are I'm my connection. I'm paying you to not fuck me on this. Yeah. And he says, got, he's, a, he's a freelance, man. You I got can't do anything. Freelance police out there. That's you got right. Sam and Max doing Just whatever the hell they want. Away. So he says, I, the Dutchman says, I found out who was the one who snitched. It was Dallas. So 
Uh, she's dead. Yeah. She, I'm, she's I'm going to die. I'm going to, I'm going to kill gonna her. I'm going to kill her. The Lieutenant says, you're playing a little too rough. You're going to, you're going to get us all and fucking clipped here. Yeah. This wasn't part of the deal. Meanwhile, McCoy is outside the office overhearing this on the intercom, the intercom. because the Lieutenant left it open again. Yes. You know, and it's all, it's all. Looks at camera and is... says, Mujabar is having sex. <laughs> You know, this is good storytelling. Yes. You know, we mentioned we this. We set it up earlier and then we pay it off. McCoy calls Izzy and tells him uh, tells him all he knows. He says, Dallas is going to get caught. She's going to get killed. So you need to go. You need to go. You need to go. You need to go. Mo and Izzy then go off to the club. And Dallas isn't there anymore. She's been captured by the Dutchman. Yes. They then take the booze shipment that they got from the impound lot I, out to the Dutchman's big, big house on the big side of town. My favorite part about the Dallas scene is that they go in and they see a bell. They see like a bartender or something. And they're like, hey, where's Dallas? And he basically says, oh, she was kidnapped. Yeah, I haven't seen her since. She sa- he says, I saw her leave with two. She left with two terrifying two men. big old men like <laughs> 30 minutes ago. And I haven't seen her since. And she's gone. Can I get you a drink? They're like, yeah, I'll take a Tom Collins. All right, here we go. Then they arrest themselves. <laughs> arrest yourselves. They then, so they head off to the Dutchman. They say, they, 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 there's a big standoff, and they say, Dutchman, we got your booze. Now let's negotiate. Give us Dallas back. And Dutchman says, I got a better idea. And then he starts shooting at them. Yeah, but lead coppers. McCoy is there. With all of every single police, it, McCoy he, and the the goddamn shoeless Joe, they like walk out of a field. Like he's somehow materialized a bunch of the field of dreams people over here. Well, he he announced to the rest of the police department. He said, uh, "Fellas, we can go and support Izzy and Mo. I have great news. You can bust the head of several ethnics. Anybody uh, you want, if you want." Uh, I hear there's a Dutch man that also, you can beat with a billy club, and then also, just forty guys. Yeah, just all showed of them up. in. So yeah, there's like an he arm. like has to deputize a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, people walking outside an open window over here that they can like, they can beat up somebody from uh, the Netherlands. Is They're there? Like, oh, hey, oh, hey. Is there a Canuck? Yeah, probably. Sure, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. So an, an armada of police officers come rolling into, they like have their own tank. Like, yes. uh, and they, they paratroop in. They murder a bunch of people. There's a bunch of gunfire that happened. Izzy and Mo hide out underneath the truck, and they think maybe they are too old for this shit. Uh, and then the lieutenant gets bonked in the head with like a flower pot or something. Yes. It's it's magnificent. They start working their way in. Mo heads into the building, but they can't find Izzy. He's separated himself from he's, the rest of the group. He's he's a coward. Tie, he's he's tying one off. He's red badge of courage. No, he found he found he found a bottle of booze and was like, "Well, I have a new best friend." So they uh, Mo works his way all the way up the building and finds that the Dutchman has Dallas and a gun to her head, and he says, "Put your gun down, old man. You're gonna you're gonna uh, watch uh, watch her die. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill her." So Mo puts his gun down. But then he says, look, look, I'll do whatever you want. He says, good. So then the Dutch man grabs Mo, puts him on his knees. And it looks like he's going to execute him. Yeah. But then, patang, Pa-tow! a gunfire goes off and knocks the gun out of the Dutch man's hand. And then the police filter in and arrest him. Right. They say, where did that come from? And then, then Kirk Enterprise. Izzy comes in with a big old rifle 
But he was... I don't know how this worked. He must have fought... Because he's he had a rifle. He comes down from downstairs. So he was presumably upstairs, right above them, fired at like a piece of metal. It ricocheted off of that piece of metal we needed to and see then it. hit we that thing. We the shot. But no, it doesn't make any sense. Cause he should be like waving from outside the window. Either Either we should see a window... We should at least give us an idea as to the window, yes. or we should see a moment where, like, it's like, say your prayers, copper, and then he lowers the gun, and then in the reflection of the gun, we see Izzy, like, uh, in the fucking depository he, across yes, the street, he, or we see, like... There's a, a mirror. Exact, exactly. And we can see Izzy lining up the shot. We see him lining shot. up a shot. Yes, exactly. Slow Something motion. Like that. We hear his heartbeat. <laughs> There's like a, le- a little bit of wind sh- shifting. He fires. Bullet goes through Izzy's head. <laughs> takes out the takes gun. Takes out, out the gun, but he's already just dead. Yeah. And then he says his head got bigger when he got older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. The way this, this the staging of this doesn't really work, but Izzy apparently uses sharpshooting skills to take out the gun somehow, yeah. even though the the Should, the way the room yeah, the was built, I, I don't. Yes, it just turned the corner. Yes, then it he was, had one of those remote control RPGs that like then it went you get left, in like Unreal Tournament around a corner, hit him in the neck, went back down, yes. into his wrist. Okay, okay. Then it spiraled off of the dashboard, back into the into left. the left. So now Izzy says, "Well, we arrested the bad guy." Moe is now back with Dallas, so he's got the girl. So there's only one thing left to do. We then cut to that battle axe mother-in-law. <laughs> lighting his cigar. Lighting his cigar. And it's a, a slow pullback to reveal that the entire family is in the window storefront of a Macy's. And people are looking and they're going, oh, my God, those poor people. What is happening? Is there a sale? What is What is this? So the whole movie was... A bunch of mannequins. It was in the mind of a bunch of mannequins in a life. store. Yeah. Dis- no, in a store display. Yeah, yeah. And this is now. This is this is how it's revealed. Yeah. That's, well, I guess that's interesting. It's it's fun. It's I keep fun. pulling back, and it's a snow globe. It's a snow globe. And we and pull then back we, even more, and, and it's, it's a marble. Ooh. Okay. All right. And we pull back even more, and it's a single teardrop rolling out of the eyes of a drunk woman. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In a gutter somewhere. Yeah. Then with a newspaper that says prohibition repealed, and it's like, see, ah, think about it. We did we really need to get rid of it? Think about it, Mark. That's the end of Izzy and Mo. Mark, what did you think of this movie? Uh, Andrew, my favorite thing about this movie is the low stakes ending, where anytime when a movie's like, look, all I wanted. You know, like Lebowski. All the dude wanted was his rug. Yeah. And so we get to the end of this movie, and it's like, all I wanted was to make my battle axe of a mother-in-law. Light my cigar. Light my cigar. I don't know why it had to be in a Macy's window, but she did Because she's the one who kept bringing it up. Yes, but if like, I don't know why that's part of it. saying that, if it was like, so what I happened? will bet you $10,000, $10,000, then I won, and then you gave me 20 bucks, I'd say, no. 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 The deal was $10,000. And you'll, so now you have to work it off so, as my butler. Oh. And then okay, we've got a fun. sitcom. This is fun. What is the scene right before? Do they go to the general manager of the Macy's? And they're like, so here's the thing. 
she made a bet with me like six months ago. So now me and her, we have to be in your window. I don't care what the fuck you're selling. He's like, well, no, we got new coats. No, I'm not sticking up the place with your cigar smoke. She made a bet, though. Izzy and Mo have juice. All right. The press loves them. And if they they, if they went to any Macy's, they're like, they're like, Macy's, (laughs) we're going to be in your storefront window. And all you got to do. All you gotta do is let my battle axe of a mother-in-law light my cigar. Well, as long as it makes some mother-in-law look bad, they, then exactly, you're in, sir. Exactly, because it's the 20s. All he has to do is is he, he goes to we got a number seven over whoever here. the general manager is. If it's, a, if it's a man, it's the 20s. It's probably a man. Yeah. And he's like, my mother-in-law, he's like, say no more, <laughs> say no more. And then you go from there. I thought this movie, the premise is fun. Yeah. But like, man, I was waiting for more spoofs and goofs. Like, I I get, like, I feel like the uh, framework was there. CBS probably was like, we're going to try and get Jackie Gleason and Art Carney to do a thing. Somebody, no, somebody read about this, like, vaudeville duo that became Prohibition agents. Okay, they're like, okay, that's a movie. We can make that. Who do we want to see together? They could do, I don't know, we could do Martin and Lewis. Yes. You're probably not going to do Martin and Lewis. I think Dean was dead by that point. No, Dean Dean lived till, like, 1997, I think. They're like, no, 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 no. Uh, Okay, we could do Evan Costello. Uh, No, no, they've been dead for a long time. Uh, We could have Rich Little play all the parts. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm listening. He's he's already booked. He's doing doing a Robin Hood. Oh, all right, all right. Um, Uh, How about um, we do, uh, you know, we do Carney and uh, Cramden. Sounds great. Great. All right, write it. I want it on my desk. Tomorrow. What? It's only it's four thirty. Well, you better get to work. And I got a my kid's got a soccer practice at five, so, <laughs> so. I'm I'm gonna jet out of here a little early. Yeah, they uh, they probably were like, that's the framework. They're gonna dress up in crazy costumes. It's gonna be fun. They get to shoot guns, whatever. But they're gonna show up a bunch of youngsters. Everybody loves that it's stuff. It's fine as a framework, but like uh, as a script, I'm like, ugh, it's just the same fucking gag over and yes. over again. They could have done other things. They yes, they should be singing. They should be dancing. Like they shouldn't just be acting. They should be doing like a full vaudeville act in order to yes, move up the. I was should... I was expecting um, like more of the vaudeville nature where they like. They they used to do a hypnotism thing. They used to do a magic thing. <laughs> yes. They hoof. They sang. They did all. And it's like they're they're like throwing cards and they're super hucksters. Fast. That's yeah. the thing. Like I was expecting them to to continually do like they're like ah oh, this reminds me of St. Louis. It, like you know like a yes. uh, uh, Indiana Jones fucking Crosby and Hope movie. Yes. Yeah. The Road to. Yes, I was expecting a Road to type movie where. They're constantly doing – we're doing an Ishtar here, yes. folks. They we're doing an Ishtar. Also, just as like a basic framework, like they should be moving up the ladder instead of just busting random speakeasies. Like they should hit a bar. Yeah. They should, they should arrest a bunch of patrons. Then they hit the bar. Then they hit the supply chain. And they like move up and they have to keep changing their act. This is the thing that I wish they did do is – Knowing what we know about Prohibition now, which is like it was 
we got bullied into it uh, and it was it was bad it was the entire really system, bad yes the entire system was corrupt it made a bunch of people it made much of the country into criminals overnight so what i would do is even if it it goes against like what it's about it's like they should they shouldn't have arrested an entire bar of people going in to fucking wet their whistle. Yeah. We should have seen them either like paperwork wise in some minor scene, like getting just people in the speakeasy off unless, cause like they go to that, they go to that like working class bar dressed as sailors Yes, and they arrest every fucking bum in there that managed to go and, and go to the speakeasy. Yeah. As opposed to being like, we're going after the top dogs here that are getting fat off of this. Yeah. As opposed to like, it's like arresting people for solicitation. You know, it's like, ah, we got all these prostitutes. And it's like, well, what about the, what about the pimps? What about the jobs? Like, no, what no, about no, no, the no, 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 people no, no, that are trafficking no. sex workers into the country? No, like, we got, we got the, the lowest low level on a chicken shit law. Yes. And that's, that proves that we're heroes. I mean, yes, that should be the, they should go in and, <clears throat> they should go in and arrest a bunch of working class stiffs, and, and then, then realize that they're like, and then it's like that was a neighbor of theirs. Yeah, like, Mo's like, this is not the way to Mo's do like, it. Oh, that's fucked up that we did that. Like these are just normal working class Americans. But we should. But see- there's murderers out there that the system is letting go free. Why don't you let us operate outside of the system so that we can do this? Also, and the lieutenant should be like, no, it's all about the numbers. We got to get the my numbers watch. up. <laughs> Something like that, or. You will give 110%. We see the Dutchman somehow use his, other than like, oh, he's going to get out of jail, whatever, whatever, because he's got good lawyers. We should see the Dutchman just like flaunting this in public more so. You know, he's walking around with a big like suit or cigar or something like that because they're like, oh, he's obviously known and wanted. He's a big mobster. But we should see that he's like gotten fat off of this this ill-gotten off money this crime, yes. Off this dumb law. He was and a nobody low-level hood years a, a year ago. Now prohibition happens, and... And now he's a king. He's a king. And nobody can do anything about it, because it's like, he, you know, he fucking crashes his car and somebody and kills somebody in, a, in an accident or something like that, and he just, like, he gets Walks out of it. He yeah. gets off of it. Because he's rich. I mean, it's it's completely different now. Yes, that's not how the there's, uh, there's it's, a, a, it's there's an separate, alien world. Yeah, the rules are even for everyone now. Yes, but back then, if you had more, you had it was a different it set was of easier. laws. Yeah, you got away with everything. <sighs> it's crazy to think the differences between someone 1920s and two, 2020. Yeah, someone would tell the DOJ to even though you were convicted of a crime and should get seven to nine years, yeah. that you should just walk walk away. But what if you had like a lot of money and you're like, eh, maybe I could maybe I could run for president. Yeah, yeah, you do that too. Yeah, think about that. Mark, uh, would you recommend this film? Uh, yeah, I think it's fun if you like the. If you like old time TV and old time Jackie Gleason and R. Carney, I would say watch say it. It's a good. it's a fun little novelty, but like I kind of wish that they had just let them have more spoofs and goofs. Yes, it could have been more. Yes, instead they were just like I don't know. It's like a gangster picture, but because we see the baseball gag, yeah, and we're like, okay, I like that. 
And then they're like, well, let's see if you I'd like say. it when we do it four more times in a row. And Think you're like, about well, no, this. you got you to gotta elevate it. You got to evolve it. And all they are is they keep saying that they're vaudeville performers and that they weren't any good. But all they do is just wear funny costumes. That's probably why they weren't very good. They should, like, they should get in a situation where they got to they got to they got to do a card trick. There should be a misdirect. They well, should they, do this. They yeah, should do they, that. They should also, like, use fun, weird wordplay like who's on first to like trick yes, a bunch of people yes because that's the other thing too like, is is th- all they do is they just because they get past the door then they order some booze and then they arrest everyone yeah there should be like the fucking it should be the sting where it's like this like this long con yes. that like there's some there yeah the, the Izzy and Mo get in a fight in the police station and then they like look like they separated but in the end but they didn't they were actually because yeah. it was a they it was a double cross yes instead they're like I don't know he's wearing a dress <laughs> I guess dress. it's simple it's fine but like uh for for a good premise of uh old vaudeville old performers. vaudeville performers become cops, cops. Uh, it, I was kind of wishing for something more yeah fine it's fine. It's fine. fine. I recommend it. I love I, it's it. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Izzy and more. Oh, oh yeah. Think about it. That's the sequel. Mark, uh, that's going to do it for Izzy and Mo. But we're going to look forward to next time. And I know you've been asking for this film yes. for a while. Okay, we're going to do it. All right. We're going to do it. Okay. Well, let's watch it then. Well, now here's here's what it is. We're talking about the Oscars. Yes. So we're talking about uh, uh, people that, people that have worked on films that have won Oscars. Yes. So finally, yes, we're looking at the best director Oscar. That's this is what you wanted, right? Is it? Yeah, you were saying all the time. You're like, oh, you know, this this guy won best director. Yes. And so let's watch one of those fucking films. All right, play the clip. Okay, that's right, folks. From 1978, it's Cotton Candy, directed by Ron Howard. <laughs> Yeah, this is the one I wanted. Thank you. Hey, Torben. Sounds pretty hot tonight. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, listen, I heard you had somebody quit or something. You didn't have, you didn't have anybody quit, man. Hey, uh, would you get me something back there? Nobody quit, man. He just went back east with his old lady, that's all. Oh, well, uh, how about give me a shot? <laughs> oh, a try or something. I play guitar. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, what band are you in now, man? Well, I'm not in a band. I mean, I've never been in one, but I'm a good guitarist. Well, what do you think? I am a school teacher or something? Somebody gave this to me, and I'm going to give it to you now for nothing? Just like that? I said I can play. I'll give you a try. Well, listen, man, why don't you come back in a couple of years, okay? <laughs> What's the story? I didn't have a prayer with that clown. So come on, what'd he say? The guy didn't say nothing. He's a jerk. You know what I ought to do? I ought to get my own band together. Really? Yeah, I ought to start my own band and give that turkey a little competition. Are you serious? Yeah, there are musicians around. I mean, there are guys I could get to do it. Yeah, I'm sure. Good guys. Yeah. Hey, and you know that battle of the bands that he's supposed to be so hot on? Oh, yeah. I could get a band together, and I'll enter that thing, and I'll blow his doors off. Ooh! Yes! Why, did you have a different film in mind? No, I guess not. You said you were like, I want the one with the best director. Yes. So from 1978 on NBC, it's Cotton, Cotton Candy, Candy, sometimes referred to as Ron Howard's Cotton oh. Candy. Best director winner, Ron Howard, for 
Beautiful Mind. A Beautiful Mind, correct. Uh, this is about a, a guy that gets cut from a football team who starts his own band and then basically creates a battle of the bands written written and uh, directed by Ron Howard, written by Ron Howard and Clint Howard. Clint Howard. All right. Is so, Clint Howard the star? He is. Oh, I love it already. All right. That's for next time. But uh, if you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. You can follow us on iTunes, leave a review there. You can listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. You can follow us and listen to us on Spotify. And you can follow us on Facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night. Or you can email us at TV Movie Night Podcast at gmail.com. All that information and more at SoundCloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. Mark, is there anything else? Andrew. This delicious treat of cotton candy for next time. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Uh, Andrew, would you mind joining me in a celebratory oh um shot of heroin yeah i i, I mean I, I i guess it's a celebra- what are we celebrating we're celebrating the end of this episode oh okay yeah all right yeah, just, just put your arm out okay it's out Clink. oh no <laughs> if i've been arrested for heroin once i've been arrested at least six times also i'm high right now oh <laughs> <laughs>